Blissful ignorance, I think. It could be an advantage here. Robin Washit. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a ball guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be absolutely huge. The hot cake. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We've got him. We have spotted Kevin Kugler in the left field berm at the Cubs Rocky <laughs> Spring Training game. Pictures to be coming soon. I love the idea before we get to Robin that he's there with his wife and he's just DMing you over and over. I'm near this place. I'm near this place. Oh, hi, Robin. What's up, fellas? Oh, you know. Oh, we're just having a blast. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. We're just having fun. Go Rockies. Yeah, unfortunately the Rockies are winning, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a spring training game. It yeah, doesn't nobody, matter. Nobody cares about it. What's wrong? The Cactus League is important. Yeah, it's definitely important. It's definitely important. Yeah. I don't see any reason why you shouldn't get emotionally invested into it and have it impact the rest of your day. Hey, I'm the one who has to work with John, Robin. You stop it. <laughs> you stop it. <laughs> I have to talk. I I am used to it. Thank you. Imagine losing to the Rockies. That's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. It is indeed. Well, uh, we just got done talking about ceilings and floors. Uh, If Nebraska wins tonight, I think it's a pretty good bet. They're going to be in the NCAA tournament. So going on that assumption, Robin, what do you think? Um, I mean, floor is obvious. A floor is they don't win a game. Right? You get in a tournament, that's the floor for every team. Mm-hmm. What do you think the ceiling would be right now based on how they're playing? I know we don't know the matchups, but uh, what would you think a ceiling is for this team in the NCAA tournament? Well, uh, I guess a lot of it depends on that seeding. And if they win tonight, uh, the road to a potential maybe even seven seed becomes a lot more viable uh, because you add another quad one win and the likelihood of winning out to close the regular season, um, you know, becomes a lot more uh, realistic. So uh, I'd say that that's probably like, as far as like potential seeding, I'd say a seven is certainly in the picture and who knows what they do in Minneapolis and how much that further impacts that one way or the other. Um, And so that's when it comes to once they're in the tournament, what the ceiling is, like, if they get an 8 or a 9, you know, okay, you got a pretty coin toss game, a shot to win the first game, but then you're likely facing the one seed the next round. So, you know, that I think probably puts a cap a little bit on how deep the run could actually be. But um, I'd say that if they can get to that 7, then all of a sudden you're, you're opening a few more doors just by creating an easier path, at least, at least into the second round. Do you... I guess, what is your expectation then going to be, Robin? Are you finally going to expect them to to get that win? I know that it's matchup dependent. John basically wouldn't answer the question, whereas I said I think that I will be expecting them to win. What about you? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, just because there's so many variables that go into, you know, what if they're playing BYU in Salt Lake City or something like that? Yeah. You know, like, all, all of a sudden, that changes the conversation. Absolutely. And then... Likewise, what if they're playing 
somebody in Omaha yeah. first round, then all of a sudden that changes the conversation. So I'm I'm kind of with John to the point where I don't want to come out and say like this is for sure going to be the year it happens, but I will say I have never felt more confident that it could happen than I do this year. And clearly that's there's not a whole lot of other seasons to compete with this, but like even like the 13-14 season, I just kind of felt like they were just riding this this miracle wave of momentum and you're just kind of waiting for it to inevitably come crashing down, which uh, it did at the worst possible time. Uh, but then, you know, even the 17-18 team, like, you know, you're trying to talk yourself into this being a tournament team. I, I think the conclusion is that this is a tournament team, and therefore the question is, well, can how far can they go? And so that's what's different about this group compared to really uh, any Nebraska team in the last 20-some years uh, is that, you know, it's it's not even a question, and we're still in February technically, uh, of w- whether or not they're going to make the tournament. I mean, barring some epic collapse, which I don't expect to happen, they're going to they're gonna be in there. Now it's a matter of what type of draw they're going to get and what the likelihood is going to be based off um, their potential matchups once they, once they get to the, the big dance. Robert, I don't know how closely you've been watching Ohio State since Chris Holtman got let go, and it was natural to think, oh, you're going to get a bounce because, you know, coaching change, maybe the team will get a new spark, a new life. But in what you have seen, is there something beyond just the coaching change bounce that has been the noticeable improvement in play from this team? I think the biggest difference is they're actually using their bench. Like before, they were just sticking with their top six guys, really, and uh, kind of riding those guys until they were totally gassed. And uh, now you're starting to see them actually use players that really hadn't had much of a role. And I think that's kind of had a ripple effect on everybody to where your your top-line guys are a lot fresher late in game, which is why they're able to finish the way they did against Michigan State. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's kind of given them a little bit more energy, I think, because you, know, you have players that were pretty much phased out of the rotation that are now playing fairly significant roles. And I think that creates an energy. So um, that's probably the biggest thing as far as X's and O's that I've seen, you know, you can't make a total fundamental change of what your program is in a situation like that. But I think that what they're doing is they're with this new coach getting an opportunity. He's given other guys on the team opportunities and those guys are, have taken it and run with it thus far um, to where they look like a different group, just in the sense that, um, you know, before they had a very specific formula of success. And if, you know, those top guys weren't on their game, they didn't have a lot of ways to, to respond to it. Well, now they have a, a deeper rotation that gives them a little bit more versatility and a little bit more options if if their original you know top six players are, are, are not performing the way that you would expect. Robin, in your uh, pregame primer earlier today, you had three keys for this one. Lockdown, Bruce Thornton from Ohio State, throw the first punch, get your shooters going. Wh- which is the, the three of the – or rather, of the three keys, which do you think is most likely? Or, no, let me ask it this way. What's most important? Well, I, coincidentally, uh, the availability came report came out today, and Bruce Thornton is now listed as questionable. So uh, we'll see what that means. If he does not play or is limited in any way, that is a significant development uh, that hurts Ohio State and benefits Nebraska, just because he is the guy that, that makes it all go. If you go back to that first meeting um, in Lincoln where uh, you know it was kind of a a tight game, Bruce Thornton was basically doing anything he wanted with the basketball. He was getting the ball into the paint, and he was either scoring or facilitating at will to where you know he was basically just, just making everything happen with very little resistance. And then 
few minutes into the second half, Nebraska changed up its defense and put Sam Hoiberg and I guess Bryce Williams to an extent uh, on Thornton and were really uh, you know face guarding him and, and putting a lot of pressure on him with the ball. And they shut him down for really the the rest of the the final 16 minutes or so of that game, and it and it totally flipped the script uh, to where Nebraska was able to take control and and shut down Ohio State's offense. So that's a pretty clear indication that um, if Bruce Thornton plays. You know, he, he's the guy that you have to stop. And what was interesting is Sam Hoyerberg was playing so much and Kasey Tominaga was not because Kasey was really struggling. They were, they were finding ways to bully him um, you know, on defense and create mismatches that uh, he really didn't play much at all in the second half. So I'll be curious to see if Ohio State tries to do that again to Kasey to try to eliminate him uh, from the equation. Um, but then again, you know, Nebraska seemed to find a pretty good solution for him down the stretch in that first meeting. But then, you know, really when it comes to Ohio State, you know, Nebraska's got to, and every road game so far, they got to be the tougher team. And that, that starts with playing really good defense, but also finishing possessions and you know, get defensive rebounds. Ohio State really likes to crash the glass. There's a physical, strong, kind of bully-type team that if you don't match that, they're going to they're gonna control the boards and get a ton of extra possessions. So i probably put those two, 1A, 1B, and then also, uh, Rink Mass dropped 34 on Ohio State. He struggled the last two. If they can get him going, especially if he's, he's able to open things up, knock down some threes, it's going to do wonders for Nebraska's offense. One thing I did notice, Robin, looking at Ohio State, uh, obviously in that first matchup, that was highlighted by Nebraska uh, shooting lights out from three. They were 14 of 27. The game right after that, the Buckeyes gave up 10 threes to Northwestern. But since then... No one has made more than eight, but the the thing that kind of stood out to me was the number of attempts of from three against Ohio State dropped a bit, and I wonder if there's been more of a concerted effort to run guys off the three point line. If that is the case, and again, I'm just using stats as a guide. I can't say I've been breaking down Ohio State film, but if Ohio State is a little more successful running Nebraska shooters from the three point line, how do you think best Nebraska counters tonight? Yeah, and that's why you know the the Casey Tominaga element is interesting because if they're able to exploit his defensive shortcomings the way they did in that first game, then all of a sudden that that kind of limits one of uh, Nebraska's most potent potent three point threats. And then, you know, like I said, Rink's been kind of cold the last two games, and then C.J. Wilcher has really been struggling like over the last six. Uh, so, you know, if you get one of those two guys back to their normal shooting form. You know, the the more shooters you have available, the better. And, you know, when Nebraska's at its best, they have multiple guys that get hot, and especially with rink. Like, if you can draw Ohio State's bigs out of the paint, and, you know, whether they're challenging threes or not, that's going to open up everything. So he's right up there at the top as far as Nebraska shooting is concerned just because of the way Ohio State wants to defend and how aggressive they are in the paint. If you can open things up by having your five-man knock down multiple three-pointers, you know, that's that's going to take them out of what they want to do on that end of the floor. So need to get Rink going, need to get C.J. going, and if Ohio State's going to make that much of an effort to take away the three-point line, you know, that's where that spacing comes into play where Nebraska's got to be able to attack the rim. If it happens tonight, I think you can declare it. You do declare? I think I do declare. Nice for you you to have an opinion, John. Robin, would well, you like have... to join John with having an opinion on something with Nebraska basketball? I'm with you. I say if they win tonight, it's they're they're in. 
There's zero question about it. They are in. It's just a matter of feeding from that point on. See, Robin and I are of basketball. Oh, is that what it is? And we understand the importance of matchups. It's hard to put an expectation until we know what the bracket looks like. Robin's right. What if they get BYU in Salt Lake City? You ever tried to face the Mormons in Salt Lake City? Not easy. Just throw milk on the floor. They'll slip (laughs) or drink it. Well, everyone will slip. Put it in a saucer. Everyone will slip if there's milk on the floor. Mm. Plus, they'll wonder where the damn milk came from. That's true. Yeah. They they, they need a milk-free environment for browsers (laughs) to really have a deep run here. Exactly. Milk-free. If it's a milk-free. Hashtag milk-free. You know, Rink Mast is, is, is lactose intolerant. <laughs> he can't handle the dairy. <laughs> it's a known fact. It's a yeah. known fact. Yeah, we all know this. That's why he left Bradley. Yeah. He'd have stayed there, but Bradley yeah. said, no, no, I think we need more it's milk. It's part of your diet every day, friend. <laughs> too, too many dairy farms in the area. That's Bingo. Right. Bingo. It was Illinois dairy farms. Mm-hmm. Robin Wash at HuskerOnline.com. Thanks for engaging us in our stupidity. Yes, thank you, Robin. I look forward to it every week. <laughs> we do. do too. Yes. Later. <laughs> Robin Washington of HuskerOnline.com. Mm. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we found him. Kevin frickin' Kugler. He did. He mm-hmm. is he is sitting in the left center field berm. The Rockies just had another home run. I mean, the Cubs Cubs are basically just another one. Well, what they're making, <laughs> they're making the Rockies feel like they're gonna be good, and then when the real season starts. Nice. The old, the old, the old, the old hurt me I love because it. I know they're bad. John. Uh, speaking of okie dokes, Nebraska trailed in baseball today five to one going into the ninth inning. They tied it, then they won in extras. Oh. Nebraska six. College of Charleston. Nebraska. Wow, they turned Go one around because they they gave up a couple of games late in the uh-huh, first weekend. Yeah, when we now were, they now they did the old okie. They did the old okie doke. The old okie doke. I need yeah. to use that more often. He did game the old okie doke. Do it during the CWS. Oh, with Mike Farron. I will. Or me. I would next like to you? hear Mike Farron say the old okie dokie. Yeah? I bet that would sound pleasant. No, no, it's the old okie doke. The old yeah. okie doke. Well, okie dokie is just okay. Oh, it's well, almost Farron season. Isn't I was it? just gonna say we'll have Mike. We should honestly. We should. Nick, why don't you try for Mike next week? We could do a little uh, primer on the season. We're a month away from the. I'm the sure he'll be very excited. To we talk about Shohei hitting home runs and Kevin Kugler getting near home runs. Baseball. He is near home runs. Baseball. And Paul so, yes, Skeens pitching. Paul we have, Skeens. We have tweeted out the oh, Skeens, 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 Skeens. picture. <laughs> you can now see it. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, I did too. I thought you were said, Are you trying to upload it? No, oh. no, people are... You know, I did upload it. It's already there. It's on Twitter. It's no, on the JTEC Construction Zone Twitter feed. At USC 1620. Yes, you can see it now on the JTEC Construction Zone Twitter feed. We found him. We got him. Our, our offer still stands if you're at the Cubs-Rockies game and get a selfie with him in the in the crowd. Or a video of him talking Nick about Kevin Ware. Nick will give Ware. you one of our 1890 initiative Seriously. caps that yeah. they sent us. They were very kind. Sent us a couple of caps. The folks over at uh, uh, Pipeline sent us a koozie. You know what? We'll give you the koozie and the cap. That's oh. right. Both sides, baby. Both sides. We we'll give you the koozie and the cap. Kevin is a friend of the Grum, and he listens to us. We're pacifists in the Jersey Do you think there are anyone else that is at that stadium today that is a friend of the program? We've already doxed Kevin's exact location, too. That's right. You we have found his coordinates. Him. 
You know, we always ask for people to send one. Well, you Friday. can also look for the area in the stands where there's no one sitting close because the stench that he gives off. Wow, is that to, what happens? Yeah. So, you know, every day we ask, or every Friday. That's why it's ask, good to go to games with him. You always got plenty of extra room. But you have to sit next to him. But you got to wear a gas mask. So it's a one beer Friday, you know, tomorrow? <laughs> yes. What if we started asking listeners just to send us pictures whenever they're at a sporting event? So then we oh. know where the friends of the program are. Then if the friends of the program notice that they're at the same event, they could go talk to each handshake other. Handshake meme. Hey, you like that radio show too? Yeah. Remember it's when a they great talk- show. Remember when they talked about their boners? Yeah, remember that time they wanted us to throw our testicles on ice? It'd be a great topic. I, I bet people that listen to us would get along with each other. Definitely. And their wives would be embarrassed. Mm. Or husbands. Everyone's embarrassed. Partners. When they listen to us. That's the answer. Still AM radio. It is still AM radio. Well, as embarrassing as it might be at times to listen to the grum. Yeah. It's not as embarrassing as the stupidity that happens on a regular basis in the world of college sports. Oh, oh no. That's a tease. Yes, it is. Because we got the news yesterday, but now we got a little more time to you know, to soak it in and react. But the playoff format that appears to have the most steam right now. Paul Steam. <laughs> and then a little steam, bit steam. later on, we'll talk to... Brett McMurphy, about the National College Football Writer for the Action Network. Yes, we will. So more on the new playoff format that's been making the rounds mm. and automatic qualifiers, plural, on 1620 The Zone.